0: Happy New Year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. At the last Sunday of the year after Christmas, what we always do is take a Sunday and reflect. We do this online guided devotional experience to reflect because even though this year has been a really tough year and a year many of us would like to forget, there's things we probably need to remember. So as you start packing up your Christmas stuff and you put away your tree and you're doing everything like that, as you're doing that, kind of pause and spend some time thinking about what this Christmas has been like for you. We're going to give you some questions in a little bit where you can pause and you can reflect on those questions. You can download download the devotional question reflection guide uh, for either personal reflection or discussion if you're watching with others. But, you know, as you're packing up Christmas stuff, don't pack up what Christmas is all about. Remember that what we're celebrating is Jesus. And a lot of things that happen... Um, as we pack up, is sometimes we're ready to move on to what's next. So as you put away your ornaments, maybe just pause and think about, maybe you got a special ornament that somebody gave you that, that means something to you, or think about some memories you have from this last Christmas. But as you're putting everything away, I always think about, and I've told this story before, when we were moving from our current house to our new house, we were moving in early November. And as we were doing that and I was thinking about what will Christmas be like in our new house? And we had loaded up the moving truck, the U-Haul, and we were driving across town. Everything was out of the house and in the back of the truck, so we thought. But really, we had left all our Christmas decorations in the attic at our old house. And I panicked as I thought about decorating for Christmas. I thought, how are we gonna do that? We left all the decorations behind. One time, we were going on vacation and we accidentally uh, left my daughter, Gracia's backpack on the train in the airplane terminals, we were moving from the security area to the gate area and we panicked, had to go find that. Like this year, as before you turn the page to what's next, don't leave something important behind. So I wanna give you some questions to think about that because as you're packing up Christmas, don't forget what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus, simply Jesus. And that's something we need to reflect on all year long. You know, there's this great verse about Mary in Luke chapter 2, verse 19, it says this. As everything's going on, angels are showing up, shepherds are coming and going. There's a manger, there's a barn, all this stuff is going on. It says this in Luke two nineteen. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. There's two words that are important about what she did that I think you should do as well. I'm going to do it. It's the word pondered. Pondered means to gather up, kind of to gather up but to gather up in your mind and hold on to it. Pondered, to reflect, to think deeply on something. To con- it literally means to almost connect the dots. How is everything that's gone on this last year, how might God be using all of that for his good purposes? It says she pondered up everything that had gone on. It also says that she treasured them in her heart. It says that actually in Luke chapter two twice. Treasured means I valued it highly and I held on to it. If you have something very, very valuable, you're gonna hold on to it. What are the things that have gone on in your life that you need to treasure and hold on to, to ponder, to think about, and ask everything that God was trying to teach you this past year? A good thing for us to do before we leave this calendar year is to stop, to ponder, to treasure, to gather things up that we need to remember to really to reflect and remember all that God might have for us this year. Here are the questions I want you to either to think about and reflect on personally and or, if you're with others, discuss it together. First question is this. Let's keep it simple. What was a highlight from this past Christmas? There's a lot of things this last Christmas I didn't like. I got COVID. Didn't like that. There are things I had to miss out on. I didn't like that. But, but probably there was something this last Christmas season that you really enjoyed. Uh, it was that way for me. I I rang the bell for the Salvation Army. I love doing that. It's a great way to serve others. I I love putting lights and decorations on our house and tree. I love all that stuff. I love Christmas music. What was something this last Christmas, a, a memory that you really loved? Treasure that, ponder that, reflect on it. Second question, what were some highlights of this whole last year, not just Christmas, but the whole year? Now you might have to dig deep for some highlights, but I bet you, even if it was a rough year, there were some highlights that you want to remember. Celebrate what needs to be celebrated because we celebrate things. It helps us remember. It helps us treasure those. It helps us ponder those and think about those. What were some highlights this past year of 2020? Third question, be honest. What were some of the difficult things you experienced? What was really hard? What was really difficult? What was really challenging about this year? Talk about it. One of the things that we say about here when things are difficult, name it to navigate it. Like, talk about what happened. Ponder it. Think about it. Think about any lessons you learned from it. Thank God for how he got you through it. But what were some of the things that were really hard or difficult this past year? And the fourth question, this might be a little bit tougher, and it's not Thanksgiving, but I want to ask you the Thanksgiving question. What can you give thanks for from this past year? Even in a difficult year, even if things were very challenging, Practicing thanksgiving and gratitude is important. It's important to your mental health, your relational health. It's important to your spiritual health. As a matter of fact, it's so important that in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, we're instructed that it's God's will for us. It's God's plan for us to give thanks in all circumstances, in every situation. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. Think about the things you can be thankful for from this past year. And this is why it's important. I think this is why God planned it for us because if it's God's plans for us, it's always what's best for us. So here's why I think God says, it's my will that you choose to be thankful always. Three reasons. One, it reminds us that God is faithful. Even when life is hard, God is good. He's faithful and he provides and he helps us through the, through the difficult journeys. The, third thing, the second thing it does is this. It reminds us how, God, how much God has given us. With a lot of the stuff that came into our lives that we didn't like, there are things that God has given us always that he's provided that we need to say, God, this is from you, thank you. It reminds us who gives us all the good stuff that we have. And the third thing is this, and we said this at Thanksgiving, grateful hearts lead to generous lives. We don't just give thanks. We don't just say thanks. We don't just give thanks. We give as a way of saying thanks. God, you've given so much to me, I want to give back to you and to others because of how much you've given me. So those questions, there's four questions there and you can download the discussion guide and they'll be on the screen here. You can push pause, but push pause. And if you're by yourself, use this as a time to reflect. Do what Mary did, ponder it, treasure it, reflect on it. Use those four questions. If you're with others, think about your own answer for a minute. Think about it, not just to answer the question to others, but to really internalize it for yourself but discuss it. And when you end your discussion in time of part one, after you've pushed pause, after you've done all four questions, pause for a minute. If you're by yourself, you do this. If you're with others, have somebody do it, or you may all want to do it. Spend a moment and give a prayer of thanksgiving. What's really important in a year that's been really, really hard is to be really, really thankful to keep us from getting hard hearts. Thanksgiving has a way of unhardening our hearts, softening our heart to God and to others. So we'll spend some time praying together, thanking God for anything you can think of, and don't overlook, th- overlook thanking God for who He is, who He's been to you, all. He's, not just all He's given you, but who He is personally to you. So answer those four questions, then spend some time praying a prayer of thanksgiving, and then when you're done with that, hit un-hit pause, hit play, and continue on with the second part of this message. Hopefully that was a meaningful time of reflection and discussion for you. I think those are very important questions. That's why we do this every year. And one of the reasons we also do this every year, let me just say this. You know, I'm here in an empty auditorium. And it's a Sunday where normally we would be here. At least, Even if it's socially distanced, we try to, if we can be here, we try to be here. But one of the reasons we always, even in non-COVID years, that we take the last Sunday after Christmas and not gather everyone here is we like to give our volunteers and our staff a Sabbath Sunday, a Sunday to just rest, if you can, if you can to travel, to see family or friends, but just to rest and Sabbath. And so I just want to say thank you to all those who do volunteer and serve on Sundays. We wanted to do this as a way to say thanks, giving you a Sunday where you didn't have to serve and to our staff, but we also do it because it is important to push, pause, and slow down from time to time. So as we're continuing this discussion and end this year of reflection, I think a good question to think about is in the last year, in the year 2020, before you leave skid marks peeling out of this year, I know so many of us are ready to get 2020 behind us. Before you do that, use those previous questions and the questions I'm going to give you uh, in this section to think about getting everything out of this last year that God had for you. And a big question to think about this, and this is always a good question, is who has God been to you in the year 2020? He's always active in our lives, or at least he wants to be. He's always present. God with you isn't just a promise for Christmas, it's a promise for always when we give our lives to Jesus. He gives his life to us through the Holy Spirit. So God with us is a promise for always. Who has God been to you in 2020? It's a question I want you to reflect on and discuss later, but. When David, the, David in the Bible, we, there's a lot written about his life. And one of the most famous Psalms is Psalm 23. At the end of David's life, David was reflecting on that very question. Who has God been to me? And in Psalm 23, this was David's answer. The Lord is my shepherd. David sat back and he thought, I've been a king. I've been a warrior. But he thought back to his early days when he was a shepherd, he said, you know what? You know who God's been to me? Throughout my life, God has been my shepherd. So he's been and it's who he is. He shepherds me, he leads me, he guides me, he protects me, he cares for me. He says, that's who God's been to me. And then he describes the kind of shepherd God's been to him. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack for nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters; he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths, for His name's sake. Who has God been to you this last year? David would say, "You know, He's kind of been a shepherd." I haven't been around many shepherds. As a matter of fact, probably the only point of reference I have for shepherds is stuff from the Bible. But what I do understand about shepherds is they lead, they guide, they protect, they care for, they comfort. They they have their their sheep, their flock. And David said, I was a shepherd, but the Lord is my shepherd, and I'm part of his flock. He cares for me. He leads me. He guides me. He protects me. Who has God been for you this past year? What qualities come to mind? David then described a very dark season of his life. And he said, Even though I walked through the darkest valley, that's what this last year has felt like, right? For many of us, it's felt like a dark valley. And David said, I've been there. And when I was in those dark valleys, even though I walked through the darkest valleys, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. He was counting on the God with us promised then. He said, you're with me and your rod and your staff, they come for me. God uses all his resources to lead us, to guide us and to protect us. 2020 has been a dark difficult chapter of our stories. And the promise that David counted on, I hope you count on too, that God's not on the other side of the dark valley, just kind of shouting out in the dark, keep walking, I'm on the other side, keep coming. No, he said, God isn't at the end of the valley, God's with me, right in the middle of the challenging things of life. The promise that David clung to, he he treasured up, he pondered, he valued, that I hope you do as well, is that God is with me, especially, but not exclusively, in the hardest parts of life. But maybe it's in those hardest parts of life where we look for him most because he's with you in the good times. He's good with you in the green pastures and quiet waters where he's refreshing your soul. He's there as well. But sometimes when things get challenging, I hope that we start looking a little bit harder for God but hopefully you'll do that on the good days as well. Then he says this, he used the, the picture of a banquet. He goes, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Have you had been at odds with anyone this last year? Has anyone been challenging or difficult for you? I don't know if you'd actually call them your enemies. If you do, I wanna remind you, Jesus said to pray for your enemies and bless those who do, do wrong to you. But he says, in the midst of all the people that have been difficult for me, He says, God prepares me a feast, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And then he uses some some language that we don't use as much anymore. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. That was a very sacred thing they did when they would anoint someone's head with oil. It meant they're they're special. They're set apart. God says, God, you set me apart. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. God says, that's who, or David says, that's who God's been to me. God showed up, and he's working in the hardest parts of my life. That's what David said. Who's God been to you? Then he closes it by saying, he says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. He says, I trust that every day of my life, the goodness of God is right there with me, that God's going to take care of me, and God is always good. And he closes it by saying, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, God chooses to be with us and don't, as we put away, you know, the God with us story of the nativity scene, that wasn't just a thing for then. It's a thing for now. God with us is the central promise of the Bible. And David said, God chooses to be be with me. I choose to be with him. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He will be the focus. I won't just invite God into my life. I want to be in his life. I hope you'll do the same thing. David's belief, David's hope, David's choice was to dwell in and focus on the God who chose to be with him in the dark valleys and the good days as well. Well, the new year is almost here. We're just days away from a new year. And many of us can't wait to turn the page and get into what's next. But before you do, there might be a little bit of fear and anxiety. What if 2021 is the same? What if it's worse? We don't have any promises of what the next year will be like, but a lot of us are hopeful, like, I can't wait to get 2020 behind us. And I know if you're like me, I'm a planner, I like to make plans. You're probably making plans for next year, maybe plans for what you're going to do when restrictions are lifted and quarantines are gone and what you're going to do when you can go back to sporting events and going back to, to movies and things like that. As you make plans for this next year, I encourage you to do it. Planning is a great, great thing. We make plans and we write them on our calendar. But I bet you none of us started this last year by writing some of the things on our calendar that showed up. I didn't write COVID on my calendar, but it showed up in December. I didn't write quarantine. I didn't write not seeing my, my family, my distant family, a uh, family who lives kind of farther away. I didn't put on there that I wouldn't go into a movie theater when I like to go in movie theaters a lot. I mean, I didn't write any of that stuff on my calendar, but it shows up. And that's the challenge of a new year is we write many plans, but other things show up, uninvited, sometimes unwelcomed, sometimes that aren't pleasant. But as you make plans and put them on your calendar, and even as uninvited things show up in your life, I want to read you a verse that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it sets us up for this next series we're going to start at Live Oak that might be a very strategic, important series in your life. I'm praying that God uses it in my life. And I hope and I'm praying he uses it in yours as well. Proverbs 19.21 says this, Many are the plans in a person's heart. What have you got planned for next year? The, The writer of Proverbs says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We make plans. Uninvited things show up. But even in the midst of all of that, the Lord's purpose prevails. What do you think that means? What does it mean that no matter what, the Lord's purpose prevails? I think it means this, God's in charge. Even in a world that feels like it's out of control, God's in charge and he's in the middle of that. And because he's right in the middle of that, we've got this resource, this God who wants to guide us and lead us and walk through the dark valleys and lead us to places where we can be refreshed and our cup overflows. God's purposes cannot be stopped. The Lord's purpose will always prevail. So here's the the suggestion I would make to you. If that's true, and I believe it is, if the Lord's purpose prevails, if that promise is true, look for where God is at work and join him. Look further where the Lord's purposes are being lived out and jump in and be a part of it. Because if you could take your plans and say, God, here's all my plans, please bless them. But I think I've heard it said a better way. No, find out where God's at work and join him because then you know it's already blessed. Where's God working? Join him. This next week, we're going to start a new series at Live Oak called Turning the Page. We're going to talk about how do we turn the page from 2020 to 2021? How do we move on to the next chapter of our lives? Many of us are ready to turn the page, and the whole purpose of today is to not turn the page too quickly, to reflect on this year. But next series, the next series, starting January 3rd, we're going to do this series called Turning the Page, stepping into the next chapter of our lives. How do you move on from 2020? What will the story of 2021 be? What will your story in 2021 be? What will that story be? I can't wait to find out what it is, but I'm kind of nervous. And I want, I want the next story, the next chapter of my life to be the best chapter yet. Well, in this next series, we're gonna give you some tools and some resources to help you think through some ways you can navigate that get stepping into the next chapter of your life to really experience the Lord's purpose in its fullness, to live out a better story. And to live a life of hope in our God that is writing a story that's uniquely you and it's uniquely written by the choices you make every day as God shepherds you and leads you along the way. Next Sunday, January 3rd, we'll be online only because we want to give a full week for our volunteers and our staff to be able to travel and see family if that's possible. But we'll be online. As a matter of fact, it'll be the normal streaming times of 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., and 8.30 p.m. for Live Oak After Dark. And as you do that, it'll be live streamed so others will be on there interacting and commenting with you and watching with you. We'll worship together. We'll just do it, not in here. That'll be online only January 3rd for Turning the Page Part 1. And those live streams will be there on Facebook, website, YouTube, all those kind of things. And then the next week, we'll be back in person January 10th That's what we're planning to be online or in-person and online. A church in two places, 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. here at Live Oak. And then online, 9.30 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. for online only as well as on demand. I hope you'll be part of that. I've been praying a lot for this next series. I've been hopeful for this next year. And I think this series, Turning the Page, can give us some thoughts and ideas of how God has helped others turn the page and write a better story. What if next year is the best year yet? What if God has plans and purposes in your life that he's inviting inviting you into? I don't wanna miss it, do you? So I hope you'll be there for that. If you're planning on doing year-end giving, make sure it's postmarked by uh, December 31st of 2020 or given online before that. Your gifts and generosity mean a lot to us, and it's been a challenging year, but you guys have been generous, which has allowed us to be generous to the needs in our community and helping send missionaries and people who serve across the street, across the globe, in the next generation. So thank you for doing that. Please continue to remember Live Oak in your year and giving. And if you want to start the new year off by engaging Scripture, what we're going to do in January for our reading plan is to simply read a proverb a day. Proverbs is a book in the middle of the Bible. Kind of turn to the middle, hang to the right a little bit. It's Proverbs. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs, and there's 31 days in January. So on January 1, we're going to read Proverbs 1. On January 2, we're going to read Proverbs through 2. I'm not going to go through the rest of the month. You get the idea. Whatever the date is, read that chapter in Proverbs. I hope you'll engage Scripture because that's one of the tools that God's given us, and it's more than a tool. It's his command to us. It's his plan for us. And God's plans for us are always what's best for us. So now as we're ending, the questions will be on the screen. You can push pause or you can download the experience guide. Use the questions from this section to reflect on what we just talked about here. Because again, we don't want to box up 2020 and leave anything valuable behind that God has for us. So who has has God been to you this last year? What do you think his plans for you are this next year? What do you think God's purposes are that he wants you to join him in doing? Spend some time reflecting and or discussing. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy New Year. I'll see you online January 3rd and in uh, in person on January 10th. Happy New Year.